Thank you. I'm Jim Swan. Well, today on Ask BBB, while the Super Bowl is just around the corner, I'm not sure how many people will be heading to Houston for that event, but if you are thinking about it, you'll first need to get tickets. And if you've ever tried to get tickets to a sold-out concert or sold-out sporting event, the tips that Ashley Castleman has for us will help make sure that you avoid being scammed. We've heard a lot about immigration in the last few years, from families coming here to seek a better way of life to companies seeking skilled workers to augment their growing business. It can be a complicated web of regulations and policies. We'll get some answers from Kim Lee, president of Borders Immigration Consultancy. And BBB Western Ontario welcomes Linda Smith as a new CEO. Linda brings leadership and experience to the role after Deb Brady left to travel the world. Linda Smith joins us this morning on Ask BBB. Linda, welcome to the BBB and welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you, Jim, for the warm welcome. Linda, I know that uh, you're just settling into this brand new position. Uh, what, what attracted you to the Better Business Bureau? I was thrilled for the opportunity to apply for this position uh, when I saw it become available because I've known about the business, Better Business Bureau forever. Um, I, uh, its role in the community, its role serving Western Ontario is very well known. It's uh, had uh, uh, credibility um, and its values are very trusted in the business community and in the public. And so to be, be able to join a group of professionals that are currently leading uh, the Western uh, group was an honor and a privilege. Just tell us a bit about uh, some of your experience that has had you cross paths with the BBB over the past years. Sure. Um, I've had an entire career of managing nonprofits and, the ch- and working in the charitable sector. I'd uh, call myself a professional senior manager, extensive uh, experience managing the vision operations of major nonprofit organizations and high-profile projects. And specifically, I think some of my strengths are leading a strategic plan, working with boards of directors, and uh, a sprinkle of fundraising throughout my career. Uh, specifically, I have some experience in the, uh, in the region working with chambers of commerce, working with the business community, working with entrepreneurs and small business. And it was an exciting opportunity to be able to come back to that group through this Better Business Bureau opportunity. Uh, one of the things about the Better Business Bureau here is that uh, it's here in London but covers a, a broad swath of uh, Western Ontario. Uh, did that appeal to you? Very much so. In fact, uh, the uh, region covers from Woodstock, St. Thomas, London, Chatham, Sarnia, and Windsor. Um, personal experiences, I've uh, attended the University of Western. I've been to high school in Chatham. Um, I'm familiar with the communities through the Chambers of Commerce and through the network. And uh, more, And also, I've, I'm from Windsor. So I know the communities. I know the business communities. And uh, I'm really excited to be part of the Better Business Bureau movement. I know um, one of the things that uh, attracts businesses to become accredited is the fact that integrity is there. Tell us a little bit about how you feel uh, about the importance of integrity in, in business. And uh, For me, it's summed up as a healthy, thriving business community is a healthy, thriving community. And uh, for the Better Business Bureau accredited businesses, it means something. It, me- it represents values of honesty, trust, integrity, and business excellence. 
And for uh, from uh, my perspective, the opportunity to lead that group, to cultivate that environment and that interface between businesses and the public is uh, is a perfect opportunity to uh, to grow that uh, thriving business community in all of the region, throughout the region. Um, I know you've only been wearing this BBB logo for a, a very short time, a couple of days actually right now. Uh, and your experience has connected you with a lot of managers, owners, directors, and leadership capacities. Well, what do you think is the most important thing when you start out in a new position? And I'm speaking generally to people out there who who may be falling into something like this. I think one of the advantages I have is that the existing staff team at the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario have really done a good job on their communication and their outreach to the existing accredited businesses and the communities. And certainly growing on that capacity, uh, uh, whether it be networking, uh, getting involved with the existing business community programs, going into the communities and having a visible presence, and not to negate the importance of social media. Uh, the online presence is key, and the Better Business Bureau has done a really good job of enhancing its profile and enhancing the profile of the accredited businesses on online. And then moreover, utilizing other devices on social media, Facebook, uh, uh, um, Instagram, uh, Twitter. If you uh, search for Better Business Bureau, you're going to find a ton of information, a ton of business information, and a ton of information for the consumer online now. So regardless of the community, um, they'll be able to interact with our uh, accredited businesses and with the Better Business Bureau values and, and programs and services. Linda, I think that uh, the competence and capabilities of the staff here at the BBB of Southwestern Ontario is kind of a nod to your predecessors, uh, Deb Brady, and to Jan Delaney, who was the BBB for such a long time. And I understand that in your capacities uh, in the past that you have had some uh, uh, connection with Jan. Well, it, it speaks to the ability of Jan to network with uh, other allied business professionals and other business associations. And I think that's the opportunity that I bring as well, is that I'm, I, I know the other groups, associations, and leaders in the communities and the BBB's role. Jan did a great job reaching out and working as a team and uh, building bridges, and I hope to continue that uh, in the region that the Better Business Bureau serving Western region uh, operates within. And, you know, I, I hear a certain amount of the future when you start talking about social media and its important role because one of the things I've discovered in being part of the BBB in these uh, past couple of years is that the the website and the uh, social media is playing a, a, an increasingly important role? Very much so. Certainly, in and in we, we talk a lot about engaging millennials and engaging cross generational business owners and uh, and the community and the public. We all have our cell phones in our pocket. We all have apps at our disposal, and it's key and critical for the Better Business Bureau to maintain its presence online and uh, available and readily available to all of its constituents. And so I think we're definitely uh, doing that and definitely will be uh, maintaining and moving more in that direction. Well, Linda, uh, it's great to get to know you a little bit here on Ask BBB. And, of course, you're going to be the co-host of this program. So as we move forward and and, uh, talk to some of our guests uh, over the next half hour and over the coming weeks, You'll be participating and uh, and adding uh, some of those questions and and interacting with them. Um, so it's it's just great to have you on board. Thanks, Jim. And when we come back on Ask BBB, 
we'll find out a little bit more about Borders Immigration Consultancy. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. And our guest this time around is uh, Kim Lee, who is president of Borders Immigration Consultancy. And as we said, that's uh, something people have been talking about in the last while. Kim, tell us a little bit about Borders Immigration Consultancy. Uh, what is what is the company? What do you do? Okay, we are a uh, full-service immigration uh, legal services provider. We advocate for clients. We help uh, corporations bring in people. We also help individuals who wish to remain here in Canada uh, and also a large influx of international students. We do help them so that they can stay or work or study. Okay, so why do I need to use your service? Because we know what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the short answer. What Uh, what are some of the things then that I might fall into if – who, sure. who would need your service? So t- typically, I mean, we all know uh, with immigration, you can source anything off the Internet. Um, the unfortunate thing is, is the Internet is so vague with the information, particularly from the government websites, that they don't really get into case specifics. So a person can go onto the Internet, source out information, and maybe do it themselves. A lot of DIYs are on the Internet. Um, what you get from hiring a consultancy firm is the expertise of knowing the loopholes that are not on the Internet. So the law, the regulations, whether or not there are certain parts of your application or elements in your application that the Internet may not guide you on um, and, and find where your weaknesses are, your strengths are, and try to improve your application in that sense. Because with the new immigration laws now, it's so stringent. You have a one-time opportunity to apply. And if you don't make it or something happens, then your application is refused and oftentimes That could be after six months. It could be after six years. Uh, And to someone who wants to stay here, that would be devastating. So, Kim, what should I look for in an immigration consultant? Um, Definitely someone who is uh, diligent, attentive, licensed. Uh, There are consultants out there who, uh, unfortunately, we call ghost consultants. They practice without a license, and that's mainly because of the Internet, Uh, But really, you need to look for one who is licensed. Uh, They're licensed by the ICCRC. Um, Probably someone who has at least five years of experience. Uh, You need the experience because there are so many laws and so many rules. You do need someone that actually knows what they're doing. And I guess um, being an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau is probably something that's fairly important as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Because that that is a seal of trust when we see that. And your business... uh, is indeed an accredited business with the BBB. Uh, do you think Canada is making it easier for immigrants to achieve permanent residence? The the appearance of it is yes, mm-hmm. but as a practitioner who's been doing this for over 24 years, it has not. It has become very difficult to immigrate to this country, and it's mainly because, um, you know, we have a change in government. We've had one government that is pro-immigration, and then we have another uh, another government who is more pro-Canadians. And that doesn't mean to say that it's a bad thing, but more of that we now have become very selective in our immigrants. It used to be that if you qualified, you're eligible, you apply first in, first out. Now you're eligible, you qualify, but then you have to be selected. You have to be invited to apply. So we're cherry-picking our immigrants. And as a result of that, it's very difficult. Um, unless you have family here and you qualify under various sponsorship programs, it's very difficult to, to apply on your own and qualify on your own. So you would be able to help 
people uh, make the points that they need to to be more likely to be selected? Is that what I'm hearing? That's right. Part of our service, what we do is we would – a client would come to us. We take a look at their profile. We would assess to see what their likelihood of is to qualify under what programs. We have a number of programs in Canada. Um, And then from there, if we selected various programs, what different – I don't want to say tricks, but what different loopholes we can find so that they can get the maximum amount of points. And if they don't have those points, we also help on, well, what can we do to, to improve it? Would it be going back to school? Would it be retesting of English? Uh, would it be to look for some type of employment that would make them more employable? Would it be looking for an employer? Uh, all those would add towards points. What are some of the programs you mentioned? There are programs. What are some of them that are currently available? Well, we have a number of them. Uh, We do have family sponsorship programs. That's always been around. It's been in the last 20 years. It's been changed. Uh, It used to be that you could uh, sponsor your um, siblings. Now it's more of just parents and grandparents. We also have our economic programs, so federal skilled workers, federal trade, people who have been here and and has been working here. Uh, We also have self-employment So we have our entrepreneurs, we have our big manufacturing companies that may be able to open up offices here. So there are a number of different programs. And, of course, we have our refugees. Mm -hmm. What do you think the number one mistake is that most applicants tend to make when they prepare a file on their own applications, Kim? One of the main issues that we see is that they heavily rely upon the information provided on the Internet. And so, in fact, before I came here, there was a case that I was just on the phone the 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 lady was trying to sponsor her um, mom, um, and sponsorship for grandparents are now taking many many years, uh, up to up to nine years in some cases. She filed her application on her own six years ago to sponsor her mom, and it was only on Monday that she found out that her application was refused because she actually was not eligible, but she didn't know, and so mm-hmm. as a result of that, she relied on the internet, unfortunately, and that's devastating. We've just scratched the surface here, Kim. Uh, how would people get in touch with you or businesses like yours? Uh, you can find us on the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. We're at www.bordersimmigration.com or, of course, give my office a call. Or we might recommend that you go onto the BBB uh, uh, site Absolutely. and, and uh, look for that particular category. You can find us there. Kim Lee, president of uh, Borders Immigration Consultancy, thanks very much for this information and for being our guest here this morning. Thank you. And when we return, Ashley Castleman joins us to talk about how to get those tickets for big sporting events or concerts that are sold out. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. And we welcome now Ashley Castleman, who is uh, our communications manager at BBB. And this is getting to be a regular segment where we look at uh, some of the tips. Ashley, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about how to be safe when buying tickets to sporting events and concerts when it's sold out, but you still want to get those uh, tickets to see that event. So if you were going to go to the the uh, Super Bowl and you're out there looking for tickets and all of a sudden somebody comes up with them, uh, there are some things you probably want to know before you say, yes, most I'll send defini- you the money. Eh? Most definitely. Uh, what, what would be the first piece of advice you'd give? The first few... The first piece of advice is that you want to purchase from the vendor if you can. Uh, Situations like the Super Bowl, obviously the tickets are sold out, so there are resellers out there. But you're going to want to verify the seller, uh, know what the refund policy is, 
just to make sure they they actually have the tickets that they're claiming to sell. Pretty important. Yes. Yeah. So you, you consider the source then and, and uh, where would you check that out? You're going to want to check the seller out uh, to make sure they are a licensed reseller. You can check them out on bbb.org to see what we have for the history of them. What are some of the other things then that we might want to uh, know when we start dealing with that uh, secondary vendor? Uh, um, well, if you're going to buy them online, like a site like Kijiji or something, you're going to want to consider your safety to go meet a stranger as well. So bring a friend if and meet at a public place. That's one thing you're going to want to do. Uh, a lot of people, they have season tickets and they just sell those few extra ones. Uh, but you're going to want to make sure that they're real tickets. Uh, check on the uh, vendor's uh, website for security. Um, usually they have tips to what to look for on each type of ticket. Now, if we're buying from a secondary, um, is there a refund policy or anything like that that might be in place or is that worth even talking about? Uh, It's definitely worth talking about. You're going to want to know what the refund policy is, the details of it, uh, if they don't have a refund policy uh, because you want want to know if you do want to return it or not, whether you're going to be out that money or if there is a percentage that's taken off the refund. Uh, now we're assuming that they might as- accept uh, credit cards or do, do these secondary things uh, always deal with cash or, or do they uh, use credit card? Uh, a lot of licensed resellers will take um, Visa, MasterCard, American Express. Uh, the best way to be secure is pay with your credit card because there's security that's offered with your Visa, your MasterCard, whereas cash, wire transfers, once you send that money, that's gone. You're not going to get that back. Now, you used a term there that I think is significant, licensed reseller. Yes. Um, So is there some way to check to see if they're licensed? Because one of the things that pops into my mind right away, Ashley, is that uh, uh, scalpers, people who are just selling tickets that they've somehow scalp somewhere. Uh, That's a whole different thing, is it? It is. The difference between a ticket reseller and a scalper, a ticket reseller usually sells it for a certain price and a scalper is just on the street selling it for uh, inflated prices. Hmm. And I guess when you get the ticket, how do you know for sure that that's a a valid ticket or that they haven't just uh, manufactured them somehow. Mm-hmm. That that would be a scam, I guess. Yeah. So once you get the actual physical ticket, you're going to want to go on the venue's website. They usually have a picture of what the ticket should look like and certain security features to look for to confirm that is one of their tickets. That You might want to take that information before you get your tickets yes. just so you can compare yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. Just take a quick look on the website to know what to look for on the actual ticket. Uh, if If you have... You think you've been scammed? Um, uh, what kind of procedure can you take? If you paid cash or wire transfer, there's not a lot you can do if you've been scammed, uh, which is why it's always best to pay with a credit card for these type of things. Uh, but if you have been scammed, you can report it on BBB's uh, scam tracker online, which is bbb.org slash scam tracker. And you'll also want to contact the police to see if they can investigate it. Ashley Castleman is the communications manager at BBB. And uh, thanks for these tips, Ashley. Uh, There are some things going on at BBB that uh, we might want to know. You're going to be at the Lifestyle Trade Show this weekend. Yes, I'll be there all weekend. Along with a number of other people from the BBB and a lot of exhibitors too, eh? Yeah, and uh, we have a Toastmasters club that's uh, being sponsored uh, by BBB. (coughs) 
Uh, yes, we do. Our next meeting is uh, Monday evening at BB's office in Wortley Village. It's a demo meeting, so you can come out, see what Toastmasters is about, see if it's right for you to join and uh, practice your public speaking. Great. All right. Well, next week on Ask BBB, look up in the sky. Is it a bird, a plane? No, it's a drone. We're going to have Matt Dumas of uh, Red Bird Media to join us, and he's going to talk about drones and tips on choosing a website design that's uh, better for your business. And remember, you can always ask BBB. Visit the website at bbb.org. And there are a lot of answers there. You can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with at BBB Western Aunt. And if you have questions or suggestions, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. Well, that's our program for this week. We want to say thank you to Ashley Castleman, who's the producer of the show. She's also Western Ontario, BBB's Western Ontario Communications Manager. And thanks to Chris Lavoie for his uh, help uh, this morning as well. He's the operations manager at uh, BBB. And thanks to our brand new CEO, Linda Smith. Been great having you on board, Linda. Thanks, Jim, for the warm welcome. I'm very excited to join this staff team. And we look forward to uh, uh, to your participation on this program and uh, to your activities as uh, CEO of BBB. Thanks, Linda. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust. <laughs>